the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. A good Monday to you, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager, and I hope you had a good weekend. I did. I'm lucky. Not everybody has a good weekend. I am always aware of how lucky I am. You know, I've reflected on luck on a number of occasions. It's actually a difficult notion for many people to accept or believe exists because of the randomness of luck. And many religious people much prefer to believe that it was the hand of God and I never argue with them and as part of me envies their belief in that regard. But I just read, maybe you did, about a common uh, eye drop over the counter Probably millions of of these or so, I would think, have been sold. And a bacteria got into uh, some of the containers, little bottles, and blinded about a half a dozen people and killed two. And you have a choice. You could say it was God's will or it was bad luck. I believe in God, and I also believe that there is luck. So, anyway, thinking about that, about walking around thinking you're fortunate, the opposite of what the university and high school and elementary school now teach your child, your child is either oppressed or an oppressor in the sick, sick, sick world of the progressives, the left, the woke, whatever term you wish to use. And I welcome you to the show. I am going to raise an issue now that I have been thinking about in light of comments on my article, my last week's column, that the preoccupation of conservatives must be with defeating the left. Oh, sorry about that. And that... If we differ with one another, it's okay. Whether we differ on Ukraine or we we differ on who should be the Republican nominee, that's okay. What is not okay is if we shoot each other and then enable the left to continue destroying the country. And I mean that entirely accurately. They are destroying the country and the West. Uh, Everything good about the West is being ruined. 
So the term America first has been extremely popular. I was a passionate supporter of President Trump when he was president. I was a passionate supporter of candidate Trump. I was not a passionate supporter prior to his being nominated. And in fact, he was my last choice, given uh, his the way he spoke. But I said from the beginning, if he's nominated, I will support him. And he became a great president. Not merely a good president, but a great president. So I just want to review my own activities, behavior, and speech. And he spoke about America first, which uh, I find acceptable. Indeed, I understand it. I, uh, I believe in American nationalism. I believe in nationalism. When done right, everything has to be added when done right, is a good thing. I do not accept internationalism, which is a bad thing intrinsically because it means international bodies will control national bodies, and the bigger the entity, the more the corruption and the less the freedom. It is one of the scariest possible notions, the idea that the United Nations will be the supreme body in the world. It is an extremely nightmarish, dystopian vision. So now we deal with the interesting question of the term America First which I have always supported with the caveat that America first cannot mean America only. So I was thinking about this, and I would like to offer for your consideration how you would apply this idea to your own life. Would you say, let us say your name is Sean, would you say that your attitude in life is and should be Sean first? It's an interesting question. Now, in some ways, yes. So I have a guidance, as I always do, for my religion. The uh, Perhaps one of the two or three greatest ancient rabbinic sages named Hillel, said the following, and it is taught to every Jewish student, or at least was, I don't know what is taught to Jewish students today. And that is this phrase, if I am not for myself, who will be for me? But if I am only for myself, what am I? There's a lot of brilliance in the past. More than in the present, I'll say that. (laughs) If I am only for myself, who will be for me? If I'm, excuse me, if I'm not for myself, who will be for me? If I'm only for myself, what am I? I think that's a perfect application to all of life, including our national life. If America is only for itself, excuse me, again, I'm putting the second one first. If America is not for itself, who will be? But if America is only for itself... What is it? So, in, in analyzing morally and Americanly the phrase America first, 
everyone who subscribes to it, and I subscribe to it, everyone who subscribes to it must ask, does it mean America only? Do we only care about America? And if you apply it to your own life, do you only care about you? Nobody would contend that that is a way to live a life. I am only for me. I am Dennis first and Dennis only. Not good. So you might say, well, it's not a fair analogy. Use your family. Okay, let's use the family. My family first. Is that a good slogan? Certainly is. My family only is not a good slogan. It's not moral. It's not Judeo-Christian. Or if you will, it's not Jewish. It's not Christian. It's not biblical. Love your neighbor as yourself is the opposite of my family or myself only. Why would I love my neighbor as myself? What's in it for me? What's in it for me in the, in the whole ethical realm? Why, why take care of a sick parent? What's in it for you? That's a very important question to ask. What I have seen is there is an element in the conservative movement that does believe that America first means America only. And I don't subscribe to that for religious reasons as well as American reasons. Many people who say that they are Christian say America only. That is the argument, I believe, with regard to Ukraine. What, what's in it for us? Why the hell do we care about a nation in Eastern Europe? A country invades another country, slaughters its citizens, sends missiles on its cities. Hey, it's not San Francisco. It's not Milwaukee. Why should I care? And I, I, I so it, it's, it's a, uh, now, that doesn't mean that we therefore intervene in every single dispute in the world. And good people can differ. I I believe that there are good conservatives, good Republicans who differ with me on Ukraine. That's fine. But many of them don't. They don't think you could be a good conservative and believe that we should help Ukraine. And nobody's calling for uh, uh, boots on the ground. But even putting aside Ukraine, just the, the question you have to answer if you're a moral American... You have to answer the question, does for you America first mean America only? You put your family first. Is your family the only moral consideration in your life? Nobody would consider that a decent person. So this is uh, my question to you, 18 Prager 776 Eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. Does America first mean for you America only? Natural disasters, airline cancellations and runway near misses, supply chain issues, inflation, rising interest rates, and sky high government debt. This is Dennis Prager for Amfed Coin and Bullion. 
There's a lot in the news about what consumers cannot control. So let's talk about what you can control. You can control how you choose to invest and protect your wealth. That's why I choose to do business with Nick Grovich and his company, AmFed Coin and Bullion. Now is a great time to own tangible assets like gold, silver, and platinum. With over 41 years experience and tens of thousands of satisfied clients, Nick will help you make informed decisions and show you smart choices, which have been proven winners time and time again. Amfed Coin and Bullion will sell you the right types of precious metals to get the maximum value for your money. Take control of your investments like I did. Call Nick and his team at Amfed Coin and Bullion at 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. All right, my friends, I am analyzing with you uh, the phrase America first, which I support, Uh, but uh, I believe that for some people who advocate it, it also means America only, and that I don't support. Any more than my family is first, but my family, I don't have a my family only policy, and I suspect almost none of those who advocate America only would say the same thing. So this is the question that I I have for you when determining your policy, uh, or, or any given policy, your opinion about a policy to be precise. I realize uh, and it's a very much part it's very much part of the problems of our society with regard to religion and America is that words are used and and there is only a general understanding of the meaning. What does to be conservative mean? What does woke mean? What does uh, what does being religious mean? These are all questions that have not been answered sufficiently and have caused terrible damage to the country. So let me, uh, let me, take, uh, let me take your calls here. St. Cloud, Florida, and Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Hey, Dennis. Nice talking to you again. Long time ago, I spoke with you. Thank you. Yeah. Where, but where is St. Cloud? It's it's right next to Orlando, right out of Orlando. Right, okay. In Orlando, and, yeah, yeah, that's a small place. Anyway, it's growing. No. Well, what I wanted to say was, you know, as well as I do, that the Russians are paranoid. They've always wanted a buffer zone. They've been subject to invasion for like 1,600 years. Oh, nice exaggeration. Maybe 1,000 years. Anyway, Putin probably wanted a buffer zone. He, wanted, he extended it to all of Ukraine. He probably would have settled for a few a few hundred kilometers. Anyway, you're, you're right. We should negotiate. We should have never. And, you know, Levin pointed out that the, the Russians, I mean, the, the, the French helped us during the revolution. And after they did, hey, what happened? The Russian, the French Revolution, which, which terminated the, the king and caused the, the, the Napoleonic Wars. So my point would be, hey, with $30 trillion in debt, and, well, they should negotiate. They shouldn't. 
Oh, look, I, I agree they should negotiate. I, I, I'm with you okay. entirely. I, I have argued this uh, the whole time. Uh, I agree. I, I would absolutely guarantee that uh, for a foreseeable period of time to be negotiated, that they that Ukraine not join NATO, if that is what is truly uh, disturbing Putin. I believe that it is not primarily uh, the issue of NATO. I think that could have been resolved. I think the primary issue is that he wants to reconstitute the Soviet Union. That's why he invaded Georgia. And that has been his policy in general. That is what he yearns for. He was a KGB colonel. Does he kill, uh, does he kill people who differ from him because of NATO? It's amazing how there is this one notion, well, the Russians are paranoid. Well, why aren't the Estonians, Latvians, and Lithuanians, and Poles, and Hungarians, and Bulgarians, and Moldovians, Moldovans, why aren't they paranoid about Russia? I find this fascinating. A country that takes up approximately one-ninth of the world's surface, by far the largest country in the world, they're paranoid. But their neighbors have no right to be paranoid. Sweden and Finland, who had no interest in joining NATO, now want to join NATO. It seems that Russia's neighbors have more reason to be paranoid than Russia does. No free country has ever invaded Russia. Hitler invaded Russia, Napoleon invaded Russia. That's true. So who does he fear now? France? Who fears France? except for the French people. Okay, so uh, I I think uh, if if we're going to discuss paranoia in that part of the world, I would say that on any rational grounds, Russia's neighbors have far more to be paranoid uh, about with regard to Russia than Russia does with regard to its neighbors. Estonia is not going to invade Russia. 1-8 Prager 776 I remind you, if you care about this country and about the West and all our great values, this is the final week of fundraising and fundraising month for PragerU. During the break, why don't you make any donation to PragerU.com. Hey, everybody. I'm a big believer in this product, fast-growing trees. I am not a gardener, to say the least, but I do believe that trees make a house. They make a neighborhood. My wife taught me this many years ago. The difference between a beautiful neighborhood and a plain one is trees or absence of trees. With fast-growing trees, you don't need to be an expert gardener to have a great yard. Every plant fast-growing tree sells is raised and cared for by their team of expert growers. All you have to do is put it in the ground. So listen, go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Prager. You'll get 15% off your entire order now through October 31st. Again, 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Prager. It's wonderful. You'll change your world with beautiful trees and plants at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Prager. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Show. I am analyzing the phrase America first, which I support. However, I do believe that 
there are a not insignificant number of people who use the phrase who also believe America only. And that I don't I do not subscribe to. I believe in my family first. I believe in me first. I have, I have to take care of me first. Some of you very intelligently, as I've come to expect, I have great respect for great majority of my audience. Note that they in airline, so I'm going to let those calls go because your point is so excellent. Some of you are making it, and I hadn't thought of it, and I I love points that I didn't think of that are excellent, so I send you a cigar uh, in a uh, proverbial sense. First, put on your, your, your mask, your oxygen mask, and then put on the person next to you, if it's a, you know, a little child, for example, who can't. If you don't take care of you, you can't take care of others, among other things. So, yes, yeah, so I thank you for uh, pointing that out. And that's uh, Greg in Bellflower, California. I thank you. And where is the other one? Yes, Kim in San Diego, California. I tell you, the number of intelligent people in California is equal to the number of conservatives in California. 1-8 Prager 776. That's right. First, put on your mask, but then uh, not only your mask. So there is, in a sense, the narcissism of of the left, you know, why would I get married? Why should I have any obligations to anybody other than me? That's what that's about. The, The hesitation or even opposition to getting married is a form of narcissism. Why should I take care of somebody else? I'm perfectly fine taking care of myself. As it turns out, by the way, uh, the data that came out last week, for example, not from a conservative source, about how much longer married women, we all knew about married men, married women live, than never married, than divorced, than widowed. In other words, any, any way in which a woman is unmarried she is statistically less likely to live as long as a married woman. And since health has become the god of secular society, that should be somewhat persuasive. The liberties that we have taken from Americans in the name of health and will in the future and are doing now. The liberties taken away from people in the name of combating Climate change. In the insignificant acts, you think it will have any effect? Do you really believe that? Does anybody believe that? If they do, they are as as foolish as the people who believed in closing down schools. And they are the same people, by the way. These people are never humbled by their catastrophic errors and the, the harm that they have done on others. They're the same people who think it's fine to have drag queen story hour for, for six-year-olds. They're wrong all the time, but it doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter. In the name of health, you can rob people of their cars. You can rob people 
of their freedom to have a fireplace. Like it will matter. While, while China builds a, a coal mine or, or whatever the term would be for using coal for, elect, for electricity, for power, <laughs> they continue to do it. But California, ah, will have a real impact on the world. So, anyway, a pastor in Flint, Michigan, Pastor Mike, hi. Hey there, sir. How are you doing today? Well, thank you. Well, good. I I have an issue with people say America only. Um, anyone, any Christian who has that viewpoint, they're not understanding the Word of God correctly, as far as I'm concerned. You are right. Hold on. I want to continue with you. That that that's that was a fundamental point of mine. We'll continue. Hello, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. If you missed hour one, it reminds me to remind you that you can get all three hours without commercials anytime you want at PragerTopia.com. PragerTopia.com. In fact, there's a way to get everything that has been broadcast here, all the happiness hours, male-female hours, it's a, a terrific thing that exists. PragerTopia.com. I have a hero. Actually, if they still use the term a heroine, I mean, they still say actress, so why not heroine? But they've undone waitress and waiter. It's now wait person or server. I don't know why server is more uplifting than waitress or waiter. I actually do know, however, what the intent is. It is the the intent in all of these things, like the CNN writer who spoke about using blacks in these memes that are are common uh, in texting and so forth, is really just a form of racism. These people have empty lives. I I do believe that 100%. And they fill it with uh, efforts and passions and political agendas that mean nothing, but it gives meaning to their empty lives. Anyway, that was just a discourse on the word heroin. There is one. There are more than one. A young woman named Riley Gaines, a college swimmer, uh, one of the best in the country at the University of Kentucky. You may have seen a picture of her. She was in second place when Leah Thomas, a man who believes he is a woman, which is his prerogative to do, uh, but it is not his prerogative to cheat. I wrote a whole column on this. Leah Thomas is nothing but a cheat by being a male swimming against women and defeating them soundly and taking away Riley Gaines' championship because uh, Leah Thomas has a male body. The ability of people to do something 100% wrong, there is no ambiguity about this, to do something 100% wrong and be comfortable with themselves shows you 
the utter weakness of the conscience as the only guide to moral behavior. The conscience is a substitute word for what I feel. We need reason and we need something higher than us, a.k.a. the Bible, which is mocked. Of course it's mocked because it means that you are not the only determiner of right and wrong. There is a God, actually, that does, and there is a higher wisdom source than you and your university. She is a heroine. So listen to this from the Daily Mail this weekend. ESPN has been condemned by a former champion college swimmer for including transgender swimmer Leah Thomas in their segment devoted to Women's History Month. Wow. I wrote in a recent column that there is no more sheep-like behavior. There are many tied with them, but sports... How long is the Riley Gaines video? The, uh, and that was given last month, is that correct? Yeah, okay, I want, I, want, uh, I want to hear it and I want my listeners to hear it. There's no more sheep-like group than sports writers. ESPN is composed of cowards. And uh, I'm not surprised, well, so much of our media is composed of such. Look, I don't. It's a real problem because whenever I speak of such Group A, oh, they they take the award for sheep-like behavior. They're just a herd. That sports writers. Well, oh, then I think of college presidents and college deans and college professors. Can you get more sheep-like than they? Anyway. They, I can't believe it. I can't I take it back. Of course I could believe it. They included Leah Thomas in their segment devoted to Women's History Month. The fact that women accept this shows you the, the herd-like behavior among women. Yeah, oh, of course Leah Thomas is a woman. I think it's beautiful. Anyway, what is this Women's History Month? E- oh, I didn't know that. ESPN is run by Disney. <laughs> okay, another candidate for both sheep-like behavior. She described ESPN as spineless. I love her. Let's listen. Let's listen. See if 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 it fits. This is Riley Gaines, championship swimmer, testifying. Where where is she testifying? Uh, Virginia uh, in the Virginia legislature. Uh, my name is Riley Gaines. I'm a recent graduate from the University of Kentucky, where I was on the women's swim team. I proudly finished my career as a 12-time NCAA All-American, a five-time SEC champion. Um, I am one of the fastest 200 butterflyers uh, of all time. Um, but on March 17th of last year, my teammates and I were, and other female swimmers from universities around the country, were forced to compete against a biological male named Leah Thomas. Um, Thomas was allowed to compete in the women's division after competing as a member of the University of Pennsylvania's men's swim team for three years. We watched on the side of the pool as Thomas won a national title. In Hold the on one sec. I just want to remind people, you could watch her, you could watch me and her. This, this show is, in fact, broadcast on video at, this, at Salem News Channel. 
So this is, again, Riley Gaines, championship swimmer, testifying in the Virginia legislature. The most impressive and accomplished female athletes in the country, including Olympians and American record holders. Whereas just the year before, Thomas at best was ranking in the 400s in the men's category. The next day, Thomas and I raced in the 200 freestyle, which ended up in a tie. Um, we went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second. Having only one trophy, the NCAA told me that I would go home empty handed and this trophy would go to Thomas. And when I questioned this, the NCAA told me that Thomas had to hold it for photo purposes. I was shocked. I felt betrayed and belittled, reduced to a photo op. But my feelings didn't matter. What mattered to the NCAA were the feelings of a biological male. In 1972, Congress enacted Title IX. Did you hear that? I mean, did you all catch that? I didn't know this. I'm riveted. She tied tied him to the hundredth of a second, and they said, well, it's a better photo op to have a trans female have the first place trophy. So screw you, female. And uh, what feminist groups in this country have spoken out against this? Name one. I've said this. I wrote this 30 years ago. Feminist groups don't give a damn about women. Black groups don't give a damn about blacks. They're all in it for left wing and power purposes. End of issue. Name me a black group like, what is it, NAACP, that really cares about blacks. They care about power, money, and anger at whites. That's what they care about. Feminists care about anger at men. They don't give a damn about women. This is the living proof of my thesis. If black groups cared about blacks, they would be the biggest proponents of more funding of police in cities. They don't give a damn about blacks. Black Lives Matter doesn't give a damn about blacks. And you know it. They know it, and everybody except the left admits it, because the left is a gigantic lying institution. Where are the feminists on behalf of this girl? Nowhere to be seen. This is the smoking gun about leftism. They use groups just like communists use the workers. You think Lenin gave a damn about workers? Lenin gave a damn about power and hatred of capitalists and hatred of Christians. Just for the record, continue, please. Sex discrimination in all aspects of education, including college athletics. But by allowing Thomas to displace female athletes in the pool and on the podium, the NCAA intentionally and explicitly discriminated on the basis of sex. Although the NCAA claimed it acted in the name of inclusion, its policies in in fact excluded female athletes. But that is not all. In addition to being forced to give up our awards, our titles, not opportunities, the NCAA forced female swimmers to share a locker room with Thomas, a 6'4", 22-year-old male who was fully intact with male genitalia. Let me be clear, we were not forewarned. We were not asked for our consent, and we did not give our consent. Hold it there. Okay, we're going to continue. Did you know that, folks? (laughs) The NCAA told this sick 
guy, Leah Thomas, he could show his penis in the in the women's locker room. God, we are it is a sick world, the world of the left. Sick. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with my pillow is launching the My Pillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. You better stop the things you do. I want you to hear more from Riley Gaines testifying at, uh, in the Virginia legislature. She was robbed of her championship by the NCAA, another institution uh, that, what is it, the National, what is it, Collegiate Athletic Association, National College Athletic Association? Yeah, they, they care about the college athletes as much as Black Lives Matter cares about blacks and as much as the National Organization for Women cares about women. All of the organizations are left-wing organizations that use the name of their group. That's all they are. They, uh, the American Civil Liberties Union cares about civil liberties as much as uh, women's organizations care about women and so on. They're all together in the name of something that they couldn't care less about to destroy this civilization. That's all that it is. That's all it, it has been in my lifetime at any rate. You realize that if a guy shows his genitals to women who don't want to see them, he's arrested. But if a guy says he's a girl and shows his genitals to women who don't want to see them, he's protected. That is the state of idiocy in which we live in America, thanks to the well-educated. In order to believe that that is valid, you have to go to college. You have to read the New York Times or Washington Post. Those are the qualifications to have such truly imbecilic ideas. You must accept a male with genitalia into your locker room, girls. You are bigots if you don't accept him. You're bigots. You're haters. We are the proponents of goodness and decency. And Leah Thomas? What a piece of crap. <laughs> Jeez, what a, what a disgusting human being. If Leah Thomas were a decent human being, forget male or female, just a decent human being, Thomas would not show his genitalia or her genitalia to girls. But Leah Thomas is a pervert. That is the only word for someone who insists on showing a penis to women. A pervert. And I rarely use the term because I have very elastic notions 
of what's acceptable in the sexual realm. Every institution has been conquered by despicable people, including the NCAA. I can't think of a national institution that is the head of its group. There are national institutions of conservatives, of course, but in any position, the, the most powerful in any arena is left wing, including the American Medical Association. Let's continue with her. If nothing else, I hope you can truly see how this is a violation of our privacy and how some of us have felt uncomfortable, awkward, um, embarrassed, and even traumatized by this experience. I know I don't speak for everyone. It's impossible to speak for everyone. But I can attest to the tears that were shed on that pool deck by these poor ninth and 17th place finishers who missed out on being named an All-American by one place. Mm -hmm. And I can attest to the extreme discomfort in the locker room when you turn around and there's a male watching you undress while exposing himself. Mm -hmm. I can attest to the anger and frustration from these girls who had worked so hard and sacrificed so much to get to this point. Unfortunately, our experiences are not unique. The number of female athletes who have been denied opportunities, again, traumatized or hurt by policies that claim to be promoting inclusion is growing at an alarming rate around this country. It's simply unacceptable and the integrity of women's sports is lost. Thank you. Thanks so much. Hmm. We're going to try to uh, get her on the show. Let me read more from the, the piece in Daily Mail this weekend about her. Riley Gaines swam for the University of Kentucky, ending her college career in 2022 as one of the most decorated swimmers in program history, according to the UK website. I I assume that's Daily Mail. She became a 12-time NCAA All-American swimmer and a five-time SEC champion, as you heard her say. Gaines competed against transgender University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas in the NCAA championships. If you work for the NCAA, shame on you. Shame on you. It's as simple as that. But everyone who works at NCAA has a clear conscience. There is no group that has done harm that didn't have people have clear consciences. So much for, oh, I listened to my conscience. Oh, really? That's really reassuring. Said the experience of racing Thomas, who raced in the men's competition until 2019, where he was a loser, I might add, felt like I was going into the race with my hands tied behind my back. Leah Thomas is not a brave, courageous woman who earned a national title, Gaines tweeted. He's an arrogant cheat who stole a national title from a hardworking, deserving woman. The NCAA is responsible. If I was a woman working at ESPN, I would walk out your spineless ESPN. And then there's hashtag boycott ESPN. Spineless? That is the dominant characteristic of all our institutions. Spineless. The land of the free and the home of the brave is less free and less brave than at any time in its history. Completely and totally thanks to the left. The left breeds 
weakness, spinelessness. Their war is against the, the, the girls like this, this great swimmer, not to mention against America and its values. I am proud to know that someone like Riley Gaines exists. Yep, outliers do all the good that has ever been done. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. As you know, I assume, March is fundraising month for PragerU. If you're worried about the direction of this country, I can state that, uh, how do I put it without sounding bragging? That's That's my conflict. But it's so much larger than me, I guess it's not bragging. The fact is that nobody's doing more good work. There are others doing great work as well. Thank God we're not alone. But with a billion views a year, and with most of those who watch us under the age of 35, well, that should be self-evident. We have a massive program for young kids as well, not just high school, college, and older but for young kids, and the director of outreach for in this in this arena is a great woman whom I don't know how we discovered, but uh, she's the director of outreach for PragerU Kids, Jill Simonian. How did we discover you? How did you discover me? Hi, Dennis. I'm so happy to talk to you again. Uh, the CEO, Marissa Strike, found me on Facebook ranting about the dire state of our education system, of all things. So that's how you found me about, wow, I think two and a half years ago now, because it was in the middle of 2020 when she found me. Well, that was a very successful rant on your part. <laughs> <laughs> I must say. <laughs> Little did you realize the impact you would have literally on millions. It is it, it, the growth of the child's part of PragerU is is be, I, I could never have imagined it. So give a synopsis of what we do for children. So I could never have imagined it either at all. Uh, but we are very grateful to, of course, all of our supporters and just really working very, very hard to continue to expand our program. Two years ago, 2021, we had zero kids programming. And what started Prager You Kids was one episode of a storytime show called Otto's Tales. 
that is a play on your bulldog, of course, Otto. And it's me reading stories, folk tales, Bible stories, now our own stories about patriotism and freedom to young kids. And we started with one episode on April 1st. No joke. I remember the release date, April 1st, 2021. Everyone thought it was a joke, but it was not. And we've expanded now to almost, almost 250 episodes of kids programming for kindergartners all the way through high school, character building, history, values, financial literacy, and we have so many more um, new innovations coming this summer, which we're really excited about, too. I'd like you uh, folks listening to juxtapose what Jill Simonian just described about what we read to kids and what is read to kids at, for example, Drag Queen Story Hours. Uh, it is they. These are the antitheses in our society. One is so healthy and and educational, and happiness and inducing and innocence preserving, and the other is the opposite of all of those. So, how do you know? How do you measure the reach of the children's programs? Well, I know for sure that our marketing department tracks all of the views and all of the, you know, the technical stuff on the back end. But for me personally, I mean, I'm a mom of young kids, um, tweens, heading into junior high school almost. And what really strikes me is our constant feedback from our viewers. We get emails in the office all the time talking about, you know, parents writing in and even some teachers writing in because we know there are wonderful teachers out there who are just hungry for the type of wholesome educational content that we're providing that they really can't find anywhere else. We get emails saying, thank you. I just discovered you. My kids love the story time episode. They love watching, uh, you know, that th- they love reading the books that we have about uh, traveling to different parts of our country and visiting the monuments and learning about America. Um, our new book series is Otto's Tales, Let's Visit. If you haven't found it, you can find it on our website. But we, the feedback from the parents is really what drives us and keeps us inspired and motivated to really keep squeezing everything we can out of um, out of what our supporters are so generous with giving us to be able to create this content because we are a nonprofit we can't do anything without the supporters at and it's it's the feedback from the parents that keeps us going saying how much their kids love it and how much their kids are learning so it's is it continually growing has it plateaued Oh, no, we're not plateauing, Dennis. There's no such thing as plateau at PragerU. Okay, hold it no there. That's great. That is a great line. <laughs> Folks, as Jill pointed out, everything is free so that we can reach as many people as possible. Whatever you give this week, it's final week of March, it's tripled. Give $100, you're giving $300. $10, you're giving 30 yeah. Hi, everybody. Director of Outreach for the children's work we do is Jill Simonian at PragerU. And before I let you go, just tell parents how they can access our materials for little kids. Sure. So everything is free, and it's on PragerUKids.com. And if you go there, you can subscribe to get all of our shows in your email inbox for free every single week. We have shows for kindergarten through 12th grade. And, um, and they're really, really fun, but the best part is that they're wholesome and educational. 
wholesome and educational, the opposite of 90% of America's schools. So whether you homeschool your kid or send your kid adventurously and with great risk to a regular school, this is an antidote to a lot of what is going on in society. Again, PragerUKids.com. Is that correct? That's it. You got it. Jill, you're terrific. You've, you, you, what you've done for this country, you should really be proud of yourself. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. You're our guiding light. That's very sweet. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. The donations, PragerU.com. They're tax deductible. And I'd like to note as well that this week, the final week of March, is also triple match week. Whatever you give, three times the amount will be given. You give $100, that will be $300. Thank you, PragerU.com. So, let's see here. I played for you this terrific young woman, Riley Gaines. I really want to give her... I do want to give her a lot of of, uh, exposure in the country. Hmm. (laughs) I'm I'm laughing because the the nature of some of the questions is, is, it's so varied, but I have to, I'm going to stick to various topics. Uh, Detroit, Mike, hello. Oh, hey, Dennis. Yeah, you know, I just don't understand uh, what kind of civilization can, can you know, survive this. Uh, the idea of um, breast removal of uh, 12-year-old uh, girls or hormonal therapy or gender reassignment surgery. There's no such thing as gender identity disorder or gender dysphoria. These are made-up diagnoses. You have to have an indication for every procedure you do on an adult or a child. And if it is uh, to prevent uh, suicidal ideation or clinical depression, it increases after these horrendous, um, you know, uh, procedures that are, you know, uh, infecting on our children. There's just no doubt about it. This well, is... let, me, let, me, let me react. Uh, th- uh, there is such a thing as gender dysphoria. There is no such thing as becoming a member of the other sex. Uh, you can feel that you do. You can look like you do. And that it's a free country. And that is your choice. But uh, you don't... There is objectively gender dysphoria. There are people even before the perversion of science that is taking place now and the, uh, the abuse of children at children's hospitals uh, in, in, the, in this arena, even before this, there was gender dysphoria, but it was extremely, extremely rare that a person actually thought they were a member of the other sex. It comes from other psychological issues, and for whatever reason, one has this. Uh, these are people who, as uh, the words of a famous 19th century uh, English musical, I believe it was, they are more to be pitied than censured. 
But today, that is not the issue. Today, the issue is societally induced. The reason it is happening was revealed by the San Jose Sharks hockey team, another a truly sick enterprise in our country. I'm a hockey fan. If I lived in San Jose, I, I, would, I would sell my season tickets if I had them. Uh, I, I could not attend a game of such a destructive organization, which tweeted out not only, of course, they were taking part in LGBTQIA plus pride evenings with rainbow uh, colors on the hockey sticks of the players, but tweeted out that non-binary is perfectly normal person who doesn't think, uh, or a society that doesn't think in terms of male and female. And then they listed various indigenous peoples uh, in, in the Americas, North and South, that believed in this. And they are right. They did. This is my argument. We are not in a post-Christian, or really post-Judeo-Christian world. We are in a pre-Judeo-Christian world. That's what we are entering. We are going back 3,200 years to civilizations that did not have the notion of male and female the way in which the Bible-based civilizations of the West developed it. Those are the civilizations, those other ones, that had child sacrifice. It was the same Bible that said God created the human being, male and female, that said that child sacrifice is an abomination. There was, no, there was no human sacrifice in that world. By the way, there, we have returned to child sacrifice on the left. If you don't call what is being done to many kids in the name of gender dysphoria child sacrifice, then the term should be abolished. That is exactly what it is. The god of wokeism, or the god, if you will, of, of genderism, the religion of genderism demands child sacrifice. More and more children, uh, as they get in, just into their 20s, are suing the uh, horrific, cruel, despicable doctors and psychologists who made this possible. That will end it. You are well, late the breaking news of great tragedy. Teenage girl armed with rifles and pistols killed at least six at a Nashville Christian school. A girl, three children and three adults were murdered at least. Christian elementary school, then the police took her out. There's no uh, no news about who uh, this monster is. I'm very, very curious. It is very rare. It does not appear to be a student at the school. It would, it would seem to me that whoever did this had some animus against Christians. Why else pick a Christian school? It's hard to believe it was random. It might well have been, but it's hard to believe. There truly is a chaos in the society. 2020 saw the chaos honored by the all the dominant institutions, medical, 
social, political media, they honored violence, they honored hysteria, and that was a signal to the disturbed and the evil that the country no longer has a prevailing ethic. That which is exactly what they want, the people who said defund the police are are an example of that. There is a chaos, there's a moral chaos in the country. They keep talking about mental illness, mental illness, and mental illness. It doesn't tell you anything. Why is there this outbreak of mental illness? I believe that there's a lot of mental illness. Mental illness, the result of a meaningless and chaotic life. There is nothing to believe in. Your future is the death of climate change, and your past is the past of a violent, racist society. You have nothing to be proud of, and you have nothing to look forward to. I think that uh, creates a certain degree of chaos. There's no reason for you to get married. There's no reason for you to bond with the opposite sex. I think all of these things contribute mightily. All right, my friends, Passover's coming up. I have written the rational Passover Haggadah. It is now in paperback. It's as meaningful as my rational Bible. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. Dennis Prager here. Energized for another week of exploring life. That's what I do. Since I was a kid, I had was one of my goals to understand life as best as possible, specifically human life. And this has been a major help in my life, talking with, not just two, so many people There is a uh, headline here in the Daily Mail, 11 million Brits were unable to get an NHS dental appointment last year, National Health Services NHS, leaving some to pull out their own teeth. I'd like you to tell me what the government runs that over time turns out to be a good thing. Are you happy with government-run schools, a.k.a. public schools? See, in the beginning, these things work. National Health Service, I'm sure, in the beginning worked. Socialized medicine in the beginning works. Public schools in the beginning, maybe the beginning is even a whole generation or two generations, works. But over time, since power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, as Lord Acton said in the 19th century, and for many other reasons, namely faceless bureaucrats who couldn't give a damn about the people they're supposed to serve, and because they just don't have enough money. You run out of money. That That is inevitable, because you waste so much, 
and so much harm is done. The National Health Service in Britain is pretty awful. So listen to this. Roughly 11 million people in England failed to get an NHS dentist appointment last year. Industry leaders warned today that the figures, amounting to roughly one in four adults, show the decaying, I'm sure that was a pun, dental industry is, quote, running out of road. Desperate Brits have had to resort to using shoelaces and pliers to pull out their own rotting teeth. Experts fear the crisis, which began before COVID kicked off, will only get worse. Thousands of NHS dentists quit during COVID. You know, they all get it wrong. It's not COVID, it's lockdowns that did this. The harm done by the lockdowns is only beginning to be understood. People like me understood them within two months. April 2020, I wrote a column that it was the greatest international mistake in history, the lockdowns. Thousands of NHS dentists quit during COVID, and industry polls suggest even more are considering going fully private in the near future. That's exactly what they should do. See, this is the way it works. They take more and more of your money in these countries, And then they say, oh, we are using your money to educate you, to feed you, to take care of your health. And so people fork over vast amounts of their income. Our view, people called conservatives, is that let people have more of their money and spend it as they will. The prices will go down. There is a a branch of medicine that is not insured, and that is plastic surgery. And the prices have gone down, the quality has gone up, and everybody has benefited. Are you happy with what is effectively socialized medicine when when you look at Kaiser Permanente? I mean, it's not paid by the government, it's paid by insurance. Insurance is just one gigantic, non-governmental government. Kaiser Permanente, happily, is being sued by a number of people, who number of girls, who at in their teens had their breasts removed by Kaiser Permanente sadists. And uh, we'll see what happens. The... The return of child sacrifice is the way I put it last hour. Remember, the post we are not living in a post-biblical age. We are returning to a pre-biblical age with child sacrifice as a feature. This has left people with no choice but to pay huge private fees. Go without or do dangerous DIY do-it-yourself procedures. Some have flown overseas for treatment. The British Dental Association today called on the government and opposition commit to action to reform the broken service. Oh, exactly what will that mean other than more money? But they don't have that money. Governments are running out of money because young people, the next generation, didn't have children. Another, another 
frightening development from leftism. Why have children? For many reasons, there is a why have children, including, of course, climate change. Why would you bring in a child to pollute the world with carbon dioxide exhaling and meat-eating? And they'll die anyway. By Now, by the way, the number, the year has been upped. Al Gore said within 12 years of 1990, but nothing happened by 2002. And Greta Thunberg said that it will be, uh, if we don't in five years, it will be the last chance to save humanity from extinction. Those five years are up this year. Nothing has happened. So now they have a new, new number, 2100, by the year 2100. I will have just by then retired. And I could, so I'll be able to see what happens. And that uh, that's a great date to pick because if you're 15 now, you will be 90 in 2100, about 90 years old. So uh, you're dead. You're you're dead. You'll be dead. That's right. You will be heat heated to death at 90. This is the new prediction from the crackpot totalitarians in the name of environment. Another fake religion, another secular religion in the post-biblical age in which we live. Dentists argue that under the current contract it is no longer financially viable to offer NHS procedures because of a lack of government investment. Oh, I love that word, investment. It used to be called spending. Now it's investment. By the way, you should use that at home. Honey, I, I just I just need to invest in, in, in better golf clubs. Yeah, that's a, that, there's a family investment that uh, that's called for. And uh, she can re- respond, you know, I'd like to in- invest in some more shoes. Or... And uh, in a uh, let's uh, let's invest. Well, that is it. home improvements are investments to a certain extent. I'll leave those alone. One in four adults in Europe, so six million adults tried and failed to get an NHS dentist appointment. Three point six million did not try, believing an appointment would not be available. They said another one million people were also put off by the cost of NHS dental charges. What what does that mean? How do you have socialized medicine and a charge? I don't know the answer to that. That that was actually an open question. 500,000 others reported being stuck on waiting lists. Okay, anyway, just thought you ought to know about that. I bring to you failures of the Canadian system and the failures of the British system regularly. But leftists still push for socialized. What is it? Single payer. If they can't manage single payer in Canada, how many people live in Canada? What is the population of Canada? You want to look that up, uh, Sean? I think it's 40 million. I may be completely wrong, but I'm, I'm guessing publicly at the risk of shame. We have 330 million people. You're going to have single payer for 330 million people? and believe that will work, and with fewer and fewer young people to support the system uh, because uh, of not working. 
I was right. How do you like that? How the H did I know that? Anyway, you can say hell on my show. How the hell did I know that? Yep. If you can't do it with forty million, how are you gonna do it with three hundred and forty million? Three hundred and forty. Hi everyone. I'm Dennis Prager and I'm delighted to be with you. Chris in Philadelphia, hello. Oh, if I could get a quick one after this one, but uh, years ago, a long time ago, my sister hosted an English woman that she became friendly with uh, when she went over there. And the woman came over here on a temporary work assignment. And while she was here, the um, the company paid for her to get her knee scoped, like on a meniscus tear. I had the operation. It's pretty generic here, you know. But over there, you know, they can't get it. But it was amazing. I'm talking to her and and. Just like a typical English person, she of course said, "But of course, our healthcare, our healthcare system is so much superior to the Americans." And I was just, I was just gobsmacked. I kept my mouth shut, you know. So, well, I must admit, you are uh, more self-disciplined than I. I could not have kept my mouth shut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 uh, you get a prize for that. Uh, I, to come to the United States for Britain, <laughs> an express in and of itself, uh, for a medical procedure, and then to extol the virtues of British nationalized healthcare. <laughs> uh, boy, I will never forget. There was a time I had such bad sciatic that I could walk only small distances. Short distances, I think is a more precise term. So I was I flew to Toronto to give a speech, and it's a very very long walk. If you come in from abroad, at least there was then at Toronto Airport, quite quite long. And so I asked for a wheelchair. I simply couldn't do it. The pain was too great. I since had surgeries, and the, uh, I am one of those lucky individuals who has had four uh, surgeries, I believe, on my back, three or four. And all 100% successful, including a seven-hour one of fusing discs. I've been very, very lucky, and I I never forget that. The day doesn't go by when I don't think that about my life. So I was being wheeled by this Canadian woman, obviously, who was in Canada. And she said, "I I saw you, she said to me, I saw you walked to the wheelchair so why do you need a wheelchair? I said, I just can't walk any long distance because I have terrible sciatic pain. And she said, oh, well, so do I, which made me feel pretty crummy <laughs> being wheeled by a woman who had sciatic pain. And I said, well, when's your MRI? And I don't remember, oh, darn, maybe my wife will remember uh, but I, uh, she said, I have one scheduled, and it was a very long, long time. I don't know if it was six weeks or six months uh, from then. I don't remember. I just remember the number six, which may or may not be accurate. And I said, wait, wait a minute. You 
you won't have an MRI with all your sciatic pain. You won't have one for whatever that period of time was. I said, when when I in, in where I live in in America, I got one the next day. And she said, the next day, she found it incredible. I, my wife, in fact, needed an MRI, and she got one. I think it, what did it cost? A few hundred dollars, and she could have gotten one under insurance, but she wanted it immediately, and she wanted it on her terms at night. Who gets an MRI at night? You know, places close at five. But she got one when she wanted it, where she wanted it, for a couple of hundred dollars, and that's that's what free uh, that that's what free does not allow. I've read to you uh, real problem stories in Canada. People on the left live in make believe worlds, like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, who hasn't had. A, a, a rethink on anything important in his life has lived to, as the beneficiary of capitalism and has contempt for it. Remember my motto, at college you get a BA in ingratitude, then you get an MA in ingratitude, and then you get a PhD in ingratitude. How many people come back from college a more grateful human being or kinder or finer or smarter or more sensible? How many? What percentage do you think? Lagrange, North Carolina and Gabriel, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Really well, thank you. I just want to say it's an honor to be on your show and a privilege, and thank you very much, just a caveat. Very, very sweet. <laughs> I don't agree with everything you say, but I do enjoy it. Well, you know my uh, motto on that. The only person you agree with on every issue is you. Absolutely. So I have a few things, but I'll try to be concise because, you know, I respect your show and all that. But um, So first of all, to that first caller, I'm reading these books. They're quasi-banned. One is Psychopathy Sexualis, printed in 1885 by Boncraft Ebbing, and he discusses how homosexuality and transgenderism is environmentally produced. So one of the uh, conspiracy arguments here is the plutocracy is artificially increasing LGBT rates among the general population because it's a billion-dollar industry, and it's uh, through media, Disney, etc., um, and the guy also discusses how there's a Native American, Mujaderos, is what they were called, and they're natives who rode horse bareback to crush their testicles so they would produce less testosterone and their beards would fall off and they would grow female breasts this is in the 1800s. So, yeah. This okay, is so I, I would just say um, I'm familiar with Kraft Ebbing somewhat. Uh, and I just want to say there are there is socially induced homosexuality and there is innate I, there, there is innate. I, there, there's no way around it. There, there are men who are simply not attracted to women. It's yeah, very, it, but, but it's not. And it, but it's. I don't believe. What look? The, uh, it's a very complex. I could spend hours on this because I. Uh, no, I could because it's very complex. But I, I, let me just say because truth is very important and clarity is very important. Uh, the Greeks f- f- were c- the the main. St- 
they were mainstream in this regard. Yeah. Uh, if a man could afford it, he had a boy lover. He also had a wife. And so that that was clearly uh, he was not homosexual. He was if you in our terminology bisexual if you will. But uh, uh, that that was societally induced. This and it's to this day in Afghanistan. Uh, it is very common in in many parts of the Muslim world. Uh, mm-hmm. What I think, though, is a lot of lesbianism. Not all. A lot is socially induced. The number of girls who say that they are bisexual in uh, now in high school is remarkable. That is socially induced. Anyway, I'm going to get back to your call when we come back. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.